Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. All right, Matthew chapter 25 from the New King James Version, and here's what it says. Jesus still talking. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, and by the way, Jesus is the bridegroom, and it seems like he had been delayed here, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Seems to me like these virgins are people that wanted the coming of the bridegroom, wanted to be part of the wedding, wanted to, to do the right thing, be in the right place at the right time. So it says, all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Oh no, this is a bad time. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready, oh, those words, and those who were ready and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And of course, this is the marriage of the marriage supper of the Lamb to marry Jesus, the bride of Christ. And those who went in with him, those who were ready, went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Boy, this sounds like the days of Noah of the ark. And the door was shut. Afterward, oh, that's a horrible word. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, see, they're calling him Lord. These are not people who disdained or ignored the Lord. These are not people who rejected uh, knowingly the Lord. These are just people that were not ready. They were not really living the way that they should have been living, taking in the word of God and being full of the Holy Spirit, the oil of the Holy Spirit. Nope. They weren't ready, but they're saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Seems like to me, these are people who consider themselves believers, Christians, churchgoers and such. But he answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. See, he lost touch with them a long time ago. They didn't realize it. He said, I do not know you. Watch, therefore. Now, Jesus is commenting on that parable. Watch, therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Folks, we have to be ready today. And we have to be ready tomorrow. Boy, we can't, we can't put spiritual things on hold. We're living in days where we need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And we need to have not only lamps, born-again spirits, but we need oil in our lamps. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with the things of God. So... Uh, Verse 14, 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents and to another two and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Well, this is like Jesus going to heaven for the last couple thousand years. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. They both doubled. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. This is talking about a welcome into heaven. So notice, we need to be about the Father's business. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 21, Excuse me, Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. We need to be doing the will of the Father. We need to be doing God's will in our lives. There's no time to waste. Our lives were planned out by God, and we need to be about the Father's business. And so this first one was busy taking what had been given to him, the five talents, working and making uh, really gaining five more talents. This is not about making as much money as you can, by the way, even though a talent is talking about money. But this is a an example that we should take the resources that God has given us, the gifts, the talents, the abilities, and whatever wealth and whatever access we have, and we should leverage all of those things to do the will of God in our lives so that it expands the kingdom of God and really what God is after his people. How can we reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And so he tells them, enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received, verse 22, two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He said the same thing to him, even though he only had two and made it the two four that he said to the one who had five and made the five ten. See, and so it doesn't matter how much you start with or even how much you end with, but what did you do with it? Were you faithful to do what you were called to do? And he said, enter into the joy of your Lord. This uh, is apparently a welcome into heaven because you did the will of God. You took the salvation by grace and you did the will of God with it. You honored God with it. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24. Then, oh, here we go. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. See, this doesn't mean that God is a hard man. God's not a hard man. But this person had a wrong perception. I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Well, that's not God. God has been the one that has sown in the earth. God is the one that has scattered the seed. Everything comes from God. He's the one that invested into this world and even invested his own son to deliver us and to save us. See, so this person had a wrong perception of God and that wrong perception led them to act inappropriately and ungratefully to God and didn't do what God had with what God had given him what he was supposed to do. So he said, I knew you to be a hard man and you 
reap where you've not sown and you gather where you've not scattered seed. Verse 25, and I was afraid. Oh, there we go. Not walking in faith, but walking in fear. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Didn't do a thing with it. Just hid it. Look, there you have what is yours. There, you haven't lost anything. I gave you back exactly what you gave me. But his Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You're wicked. You're wicked and you're lazy. You're lazy. See, you're using this as an excuse, but you're lazy. You didn't want to work hard for my kingdom. You didn't want to take what I had given you and work hard for me. You were looking for an opportunity to work for you, but you didn't want to work hard for me. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew, see, he didn't, God didn't say he was like that, but God said, this is what you thought. You knew that I reap where I've not sown and gathered where I've not scattered seeds. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. You should, you could have at least taken what I'd given you and put it somewhere where it could make some benefit for the kingdom of God. But he didn't. Verse 28, so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. Notice God doesn't function fairly. You know, in our world, we'd say, well, give it to the one who has four because he only has four and this other one has 10. No, God says, I'm going to give it to the one who will do something with it that I have the most confidence in will make it work for the kingdom of God. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast, listen to this, this is heavy. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Folks, this is talking about hell. Cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Unprofitable. What does that mean? I invested into you. I gave you life, air to breathe. I gave you talents, gifts, ability, time intellect, resources. And what did you do? You didn't do anything. You were unprofitable. You did not benefit the kingdom at all. After all the investment I gave you, you did not benefit the kingdom of God. Cast that unprofitable servant into outer darkness. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Folks, may that not be us. God has given every one of us something to work with. We may not have what others have. We may not be the five talents. We may be the two. We may be the one. doesn't make any difference. The bottom line is, but what are we doing with what God has given to us? Are we being profitable to the kingdom? Not for money for us, but are we being profitable to the kingdom to advance God's causes in the way he wants us to? Verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. Notice, all the nations will be gathered before him. Second coming. And he will separate them. From one another, what will he separate? He will separate the nations from one another. He will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. So we have now sheep nations and goat nations. And it goes on to say, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left hand. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, 
inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer, And say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Oh, can you see? We can't wait until Jesus comes right now. He wants us to live like this, to love people like this, especially the body of Christ, people in the body, people that may not be like you, may not be born where you were born, may not be your age, may not be your gender, may not be your skin color, may not be your culture, may not be your socioeconomic status. doesn't make any difference. They're in the body of Christ. They're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And Jesus is saying, how you treat one of them is how you're treating me. Oh, folks, let's treat Jesus right by treating one another right. Verse 41, then he will also say to those on the left hand, Oh, this is the, the goat nations. Then he'll also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, this is interesting in two ways. Notice he's declaring, Depart from me, into everlasting fire, into hell. But notice this, prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was never created for human beings. God doesn't want any human being to go there. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We just read here in Matthew, Jesus said, it's not the will of your father that any of these little ones should perish. Not a one. See, so hell was not prepared for humans. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. That's what it says right there. Jesus taught us that. See, so let's not go there. Let's let the devil and his angels, the demonic spirits go there, but not us. Verse 42. For, he said to the, to the goat nations, you go to everlasting fire. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Uh, naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them and say, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment. How is How long is hell? It's forever. Everlasting punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. Oh, praise God. Well, uh, let me tell you, I don't want to be a part of that group that gets put on the left hand and gets condemned to hell. I want to be part of this group that is spending eternity, has eternal life and in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice Jesus is not saying here, yeah, as long as you prayed the prayer and you confess Jesus, Lord, you're good. No, you can receive the grace of God. We, we can only be saved by grace through faith. It's the only way we can be saved. But if you're not walking out this life to serve God and be obedient to him, then you're proving you really didn't receive the grace of God. And God wants you to. And I pray that every one of you do and every one of you makes it to heaven by receiving the free gift 
of grace and God's righteousness, forgiveness of sins, salvation, and then begins to walk this out in the plan of God. And when Jesus comes at the end of the age, you'll be counted faithful because you did the will of God. You took the grace and you ran with it to do the will of God. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. Jerry Dearman